0: Do you remember the last time you picked up a pen and noticed the quality? How about a razor you handled that didn't feel cheaply made? When was the last time a product made a true and lasting impression on you? In this era of the mass-produced and disposable, anything lovingly handcrafted seems to be a rare thing. Maybe it's time for a change, and spindle craft can help. At Spindlecraft, passion and superior quality make it stand out from the faceless, automated crowd. Material for each piece of work is thoughtfully chosen, crafted, sanded, and finally polished with the kind of attention to detail and dedication you can't get off of an assembly line. At Spindlecraft, they know that quality of the material is as important as the quality of the craftsmanship and is a reflection of both the artist and the customer. So, rather than buying some cheap pens or razors that you won't give a second thought, purchase something from Spindlecraft. To see what they have to offer, go to www.spindlecraft.com and at the checkout, enter the word geeks. That's G-E-E-K-S to get 10% off. We're sure that once you have a Spindlecraft product in your hand, you won't want to put it down. Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast. The flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11. Covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, now it's time to start the show.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me are my two co-hosts tonight, Jacob and Sarah.
2: Hello. Hello. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) All right, so we are here to review, I guess, yeah, I mean, I, this is probably more like our initial reactions. The, the rings of power. Um, you know, a lot of times uh, we tend to do just a, a review of the season. Of course, Sarah, we've done episode by episode in the past for, for a couple of uh, shows. Um,
2: Eternal Friday Night Lights. <laughs>
1: that's right. Hey, but you loved every second of that. I know you did. Uh, yep. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we decided. You know, first three episodes uh, is a good enough sample size, I think, at this point, to give at least our initial impressions of the show itself and what we think, what the strengths are, what the weaknesses are, and, you know, what we think we could be looking forward to in terms of, like, the rest of the season and the quality. Is it going to continue? Um, may it possibly get even better? Um, you know, I Opal guess we'll... Predictions. Uh, Possibly some predictions, sure. I guess we'll have to to do that. So, um, all right. So uh, let's do the rundown here. So Rings of Power release date was September 1st of 2022. It was created by Patrick McKay and John D. Payne. And when it comes to, like, the direction of the show, I mean, you've got... A few directors here, you've got, uh, at least so far, all right, so I'm only listing a few, or no, I guess technically this is all of them. So there's Wayne Yip, who directs four, and Jay uh, Bayona, who directs two episodes, and then Charlotte Brandstrom, although based on the accents on the letters, I'm totally screwing that up, sorry. <laughs> um, and then, of course, it's, it's written by uh, McKay and Payne, and also... You have, uh, Justin Doble and Jason Cahill, Jennifer Hutchison and Stephanie Folsom. Uh, it's runtime. I'm not even going to list that because we're only doing the first few episodes, basically three hours, uh, budget roughly a billion. And that's to be fair, I'm listing the, for the full season here. That's Um, just nuts. Yeah. Basically a billion dollars, um, some of that is infrastructure for the whole series um so even if you took say a fifth of that budget and that was kind of building the sets and the armor and the shields, the swords, all of the stuff that you're gonna be reusing consistently throughout the show um it still leaves you with you know eight hundred million or eight hundred million dollars or so roughly to dedicate so you're basically like the budget is probably almost a uh, hundred million dollars per episode An
2: episode
1: yeah <laughs> isn't that insane that? it's insane i mean a hundred million dollars for a two to two and a half hour movie is pretty darn good i mean you can make a good good looking movie for a hundred million dollars you know and we're you know they're doing half a movie basically every, every uh, episode, and they're pumping... I mean, that's the equivalent, then, of about a $200 million movie for a two, two-and-a-half-hour movie. Um, and it shows, by the way.
2: It really does. It really that's, really... that's absolutely one thing I can agree with, is you see the money, and it's well-invested. Correct. It is gorgeous. Um, like, uh,
3: Sarah and I, you, we were talking... My initial concern with the early teasing of the show was about the... The clothes, the aesthetic, how at first it looked kind of worrisome. How Uh, it didn't look the greatest at first. It didn't look
2: as intricate as um, Jackson's Lord of the Rings. But Mm -hmm. I'm glad that it ended up being like, it's just a different style, but the quality is absolutely there. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Um. Of course, this uh dropped on Prime, so there's no box office. The stars of the show. Uh you have uh Morphid Clark. Um you know a lot of a lot of actors on here I don't really recognize, to be honest.
2: A lot of new names.
1: Yeah, I think uh Robert uh Aramayo, uh, I recognize him because he was on Game of Thrones. He was the young Ned Stark. Um hey. Yeah, there's the he's there. Um There isn't yeah, again, there isn't a whole lot that I recognize, so I I I don't know. I mean, I guess I like have some of the major like characters. You have um uh Lenny Henry, uh you have yeah, Ismael Cruz Cordova, he plays Aaron Deer. You have Markella Kavanaugh, who who is uh Nori Brandyfoot. Um I love Nori. Yeah, Sarah Swang Gabbani, uh who's Marigold Brandyfoot. That's and her mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, oh, you have... Is it Megan Richards? I'm trying to think. Is that who i Yes. That's her uh, friend, that's Poppy. That's her friend, yeah. Poppy. Yep. That's Poppy. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. He, Bronwyn, who's played by Nazanin Boniati. Um, and
2: she's... Aaron Deer's Love Interest right? correct
1: yep yeah. um, and I guess ah uh, man there's just there's just so many on here there's a lot and a lot of, of new
2: names role. and which is great I love that
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah and the names like no one changes their name anymore that's no. like, back in like our day when in like the 90s and early like 2000s everyone changed their name now that's not the case you have to learn their complicated yes, names yes yes <laughs> Um, which is totally fine yes yeah, totally <laughs>
1: fine happily do so um so uh the plot synopsis for this and i'm just throwing out a spoiler warning right now because i guess this in a way is kind of spoilery um so you know you've been warned uh set so the thousands of years before frodo's journey to mordor we find a young galadriel searching for revenge over her brother's death and her resolution to find and destroy sauron we also meet young Harfoots, basically hobbits, and the stubborn Nori who comes into contact with a strange man who has fallen from the sky. Meanwhile, there appears to be a growing darkness in the lands of the people who once supported Morgoth. We meet an elf named Arendir and a woman, Bronwyn, who have grown close, but this hidden evil may pose a big threat to more than just their love. All right, so that's basically my synopsis, at least based on yep. what I'm seeing so far. Um so let's, let's do our roundtable general thoughts here. Uh, let's see, Sarah, why don't you go first? Give me your, your bird's eye view <laughs> of the first three episodes of the show.
2: So I went into this, like I went into this whole experience trying to not look into this very much, give it a fair chance and just keep an open mind, but I wasn't expecting anything and I was really happily blown away. Um, It's incredibly beautiful. It's really well written. I was really impressed. I like the concept they're doing. They seem to be doing like a compressed timeline. Because like if they were to, you know, actually do this like in normal time, you'd be recasting people every second or third episode, which would be insane. So it's really smart what they're doing. And I'm really enjoying it, and I I was worried that it would be, like, maybe a little difficult to follow, but they're making it very clear but by also keeping, like, a little mystery. So I'm really enjoying that aspect. But, like, we were talking about these actors, they're – this is all pretty much their breakout, and they're going to be breaking out huge after this. But they're all doing incredibly well. I love Galadriel. Like, I'm so invested in her entire story. It's just been – Really amazing to watch. Um, so I like every Friday I have to have more. <laughs> All right. And if we don't get a second season really soon, after so that will be mad. To do
3: five seasons of this. Good. Yep.
2: And I like I can't wait two years for a second season. Like based oh, on those this happen. happen.
1: No, I don't think I have to worry about that. Uh, I
3: think Amazon is like they know what they're doing.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're on top of this. Uh, so Jacob, uh, what did you think? To the first three
3: uh i really loved it and uh, kind of on point with the uh compressed timeline one of the things that some people may not know or realize amazon didn't get the rights to the cimmerillion they yeah. only got access to the lord of the rings books and the appendices
2: mm-hmm. and
3: yep. the hobbit stuff so they had to kind of m- not make up stuff, but they had a lot of creative liberty. And I thought they did a really good job with some of the stuff they have kind yep. of tweaked or what <laughs> I expect they're going to be tweaking.
2: Um, <laughs> like as, alluding to things yes, that the, are the, fact.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm loving that and I'm loving how they're going about this. I, I, the performances have been fantastic so far. And I just cannot wait. I've, I'm i so invested in so many different characters that it makes, like, the times when they jump to other per, uh, point of views, like going from the Harfoots to the Galadriel stuff going on to the Erendir stuff. Like, every single one of those has characters and things that they're... Doing that i just i cannot wait to see what they're doing next or what the this character is going to be as the season progresses and, and yeah i mean obviously if it was spoiler warnings i'm curious to see who exactly this meteor man is going to end up being um uh was it uh freaking Halbrander. Yeah, I, I want to know what his role is going to be down the road because it's his performance, and he's he's that blend of I don't know if you're good or not, and I want to know so bad.
2: Yeah, because like you know, he seems honorable and helpful. Yeah, he seems like but he's, got he's good very attention. dark he's too. Willing to do some shady shit. Uh huh. And, and hurt
3: people. Yeah, and I want to know what he like who he becomes. And what happens with him? Yep. Because like they, they wouldn't too. bring him in if they did not have plans for him, with how important he is being with Galadriel. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm yeah. They, they've just done such a good job of really, for me, hooking me into all of these little side stories that are eventually, obviously, going to have to come together. And, yeah.
2: Yeah. And touching on like what you're saying, like that character, he. he of course, we saw him in a fight scene, but it was quite brutal. That's one thing about Brings of Power. Like, I like that they're tiptoeing a bit more into, uh, like, a little more violent, but a little more, like, shock value as to where Peter Jackson's, there wasn't very much that at all. And also to have, like, you know, <sighs> chemistry shown, like, between him and Galadriel and then between, like, Aaron Deere and Bron- Bronwyn. And to actually show that, like, it, it's very different, but I like that they're, you know, just crossing into that a bit more. and Oh, yeah. It feels, it feels really natural and Lord of the Rings-ish. I like it. I like that they're doing that.
3: But like, yeah, they're not taking it too how, far. Yeah, especially with how uh, negatively viewed the elves are by humans. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they, I think they did such a good job with, like, delving into that and really kind of not, like beating you over the head with it, but really kind of just laying it out in a very natural way. They've done such a good job.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Um, So my, my overall opinion on, on the show is that it it's obviously it's gorgeous, right? I mean, the, the visuals, the, I mean, if you're watching this on a 4k TV with HDR, um, I mean it it's just it's just on a different Style. level. It's yeah. it's amazing. Um I can't really speak highly enough about how beautiful it's shot. The CGI is honestly for what they're doing, especially, I think it it's I would say flawless, really. I, I this don't... is
3: as close as to flawless, I think, as you could
1: Yeah, I I don't know that I can pick a single CGI shot, at least that I can remember, through the first three episodes where I thought, eh, I don't know about that. Which is that. saying
3: something, like, yeah. especially with House of Dragon right now. Yep.
1: And yeah. It, yeah. It's just really, really excellent stuff. Um, the I only more...
2: have one CGI problem.
1: Okay. That was the warg.
2: I didn't like it. Well, I...
1: I I like I like the warg. I thought I mean they, I think they did that on purpose. It's what's what they were going for, but yeah. You know, I It definitely
3: felt intentional to be that like cuz it seemed like it was an early like one of the earliest versions of the warg. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just it's borderline
3: cute to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it was supposed to be oh, it's so ugly it's cute moment. Yeah. Cuz let's I be go. honest, we they knew that people were going to be like, "Oh, that thing's hideous." Oh
2: i think maybe that is like what they're going for but that was my only thing like that's one thing you can really tell is just like that's cgi and it's almost kind of (laughs) cute but that is like that is like reaching for straws you you were
3: scraping the bottom of the barrel to try and find something
1: exactly so but i think overall i think the storylines are excellent i'm really like i said i'm similar to you jake i'm very invested in in just about everybody um so overall, I mean I'm really liking all that. I do have some quibbles, but I'm gonna to get to them when we talk about um the episodes here. So obviously with three episodes, you know, I'm not gonna sit and spend I'm not breaking down the storylines and stuff like episode to episode and, and all that stuff. We don't really have time for that. So I will say this I think the first two episodes, in my personal opinion, are excellent. Now the first episode, in particular, I thought was was kind of slow, but I don't view that as a negative because, you know, a lot of shows kind of do that. You know, it, it's a lot of setup, right? You're getting introduced to a lot of characters. We're we're, we're building the very basic, you know, storylines and the characters. We're kind of getting introduced to all these different people. Who are you? What you know? Traits do you have? What archetypes do you inhabit? Uh, At least, you know, from the start here. And so you kind of get across a lot of information uh, about the story that you're telling and the characters and all that stuff. So oftentimes you'll get, you know, a show that starts out slow, especially when you're spreading all that out among a bunch of different characters. It's different on a show when you have like, you know, one main character and a few side characters, Right, especially if they're with the main character, right it's easy you know you you tend to be in one maybe two locations at most, whereas uh with this, we're jumping around quite a bit, and so the first episode that was you know, was a little slow, um, but that didn't bother me. I thought that was was fine uh you and kind then, of
3: have to with it being the yeah. verse. like sure. good God, there's so much here,
1: hmm mm-hmm. yep. like
3: to look at and invest and get out there like it's has to be yeah slow to really
1: get that it is i think you know episode one you know we got introduced so let's do this you know episode one we get we'll go over the characters episode one we get introduced to gladriel we see her you know brother we get um introduced to him a little bit we find out how important he is to her and then you know he dies, and then she's been basically going on this this revenge tour uh, ever since. And you can see how I think that it's really and she's been doing this at this point. You know for how many years? You know hundreds, thousands, hundreds, yeah. You know of yeah. years where she just this has become such an all-consuming thing for her that it's it's just it's it's like blinders are on for her. Um, She has, she's so narrow focused all the time that it's like, she can't see how her actions can affect other people and maybe not perceived. Right. And that too. Um, But like she can, you know, her actions might seem fine on her end, but they can be negative because of, you know, the way her actions might affect other people as evidenced by the opening scenes where, you know, she's going on this mission. She doesn't care really about anybody that's with her, even though they've been with her for this point, like, decades. You know, all she cares about is what she needs, and that's revenge. And, you know, whereas these people, <laughs> these other elves are like, hey, look, you know, I understand how important this is to you, but it'd be nice if we could, I don't know, go back and not be doing this for, I don't know, another 10 years um
2: so i'm kind of with her they get to like the freaking castle like they were looking for in the first place and they're still like no we should turn back It's like nah we're here we're going
1: right yeah
3: Yeah. why turn around at this yeah
1: yeah so you know and then we get introduced to the Harfoots, and they're amazing they're hilarious um they are perfect frankly i love their storyline i i I just get a big smile on my face every time we visit the Harfoots. Um, Me too.
2: They're so endearing.
1: Yeah. The characters are wonderful.
2: Except for Malva. Fuck Malva. All right.
1: Which one's Malva?
3: <laughs> the one that always try- She's the Karen. Oh. <laughs> Is she's, that her? The, she's the one that's always trying to start shit. Okay. I can't
2: remember offhand.
1: She's she's just
3: she's the nosy nape like Harfoot that's always trying to interrupt and get in everyone else's business.
1: Oh right 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 I know her. Now. Oh okay. yeah I know who you're talking about okay.
3: yeah. Like I know she's meant to be that. Fuck Malva. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up Malva. Nobody cares. Go in the corner.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> They're wonderful. So oh, so. You know, getting introduced to them, and then you know, then we get to meet Elrond, young Elrond, and and see that how he's even at a young age, he's kind of become this um, this politician. Um, even though he's kind of a uh, seemingly, get the impression, and I'm I'm not professing to be you know, t- you know, steep into the Tolkien lore, but you kind of get the impression in his introductory scene, that he's a little bit of a uh, lowborn, highborn, or something. Where he's not He definitely really,
3: seems like he's got he, he he's got some very diverse background.
1: Yeah. He's or experiences. because he's, cause he's he, he gets like kind of shunned in that opening scene. There's women come to yeah. say, Hey, ha, by the way, you can't go to the meeting. Sorry, you know, like boy, that's <laughs> um that's a little, I don't know, passive aggressive there. But um yep. you know, it, it's just it's interesting we meet his character you know um all right so you know the first the first episode for me was a great introductory um and then the end of course being that we see the meteor you know fall to the sky meanwhile you know you have galadriel who's on her way to uh the uh what's it called
2: uh oh god um valor or valinor yeah.
1: Valinor where you know she's like basically they're home. yeah, their home and getting, you know, kind of their version of of heaven, essentially. Uh and she jumps off at the last second. Um, I personally think because she feels something falling to the to the ground, I think that there's some it's not just a, a feeling like she hasn't solved everything, she hasn't killed Sauron. I I almost wonder, given the timing. That she she feels something is falling to her, to Middle Earth, and
2: uh, a warning like
1: the meteor's a warning to her as well. Right, something's there, and so he, she jumps off, and you know, and and then the meteor falls, and then of course, Nori and Poppy have to go investigate. <laughs> oh so sweet. Go, yeah, think yeah, good good idea. Um. <laughs>
2: Let's go. You know, just wake up the naked guy in the middle of like lava. Because that pants. always goes
3: well.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: the giant.
1: So episode episode two, it, you know, we have Galadriel who's on the boat. Or not on the boat. The um, she's in the ocean, and then she gets picked up by this raft that's been
2: these jerks on it,
1: right? Um, because they their their boat. Their ship got attacked by this creature, and this is all that's left, Um, and they're they're terrible, awful people, and they die, and I thought, "Mm, I don't really want people to die, but I felt worse about other people in past shows. It's Um, kind of
3: like how it was with the the movie Prey for me. It's like, uh, I'm kind of rooting for the monster in the season. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, Just a bit. uh, Hey, big version of Jaws. Okay. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. They
2: pull Galadriel up and, I'm like, oh, you're an elf
1: push. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you're not worthy. Um, right. So, you know, so she ends up getting out of there and she meets, uh, was it Halbrand? Mm hmm. Yeah, Halbrand. Um, you know, so they're trying to basically survive, which they do. Uh, and then we have. <laughs> so then we have uh a really great storyline with Elrond where he gets, you know, so he's like kind of highborn, lowborn, or lowborn, highborn. At least it seems that way, but he also seems to have a connection with the king of the elves. Um and I wonder if you know, first off, they they at the previous episode, I think they tried to get rid of Galadriel because they they do have this line where they basically say like you know, well, wow, paraphrasing here, we needed to get rid of her because I think her actions were causing, you know, the the maybe the oncoming like threat to be yeah, worse. They
3: her her doing what she was doing was making things happen.
1: Right, and worse. so <laughs> right, so they were getting rid of her, and but I also feel like there's some extent. It feels like the king's kind of doing a little bit of that to Elrond, because we have uh, Selah Brimbor, coming who's like this great uh you know smith of the elves like maybe the greatest ever and he wants to build this furnace um this this forge that is can make the greatest things that the middle earth has ever seen uh stuff Mm. that they can't make make through normal forges uh hmm wonder what that's going to be used for down the line (laughs) Um, right
2: <laughs> no idea i mean the show's called rings of power it's like oh no right
1: i don't know what they're forging in that place but uh, something tells me it ain't gonna be the pretty stuff um <laughs> or at least not only the pretty stuff so um the you know the the king kind of like says hey Celebrimbor, board go take this elrond dude go make stuff whatever um so i feel like here's an yeah here's elrond go elrond go go with him and get out of my hair um because it just feels like he's kind of sh- you know shoving elrond over there to kind of get him away too or something i don't know just
2: wanting he's
3: to keep the peace. Like, yeah he's definitely like i'm gonna make all of the people that seem to be too nosy mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. off to do things away from here so i can
2: do yep. what i need to right exactly
1: so um so then they go to the to, to the dwarves because you know why not they're they've got they're, they're maybe the greatest smiths on in Middle Earth outside of you know maybe Salabimbor himself uh, and so Auron says hey I know the dwarves I know the king of the dwarves um, I can I can help doesn't work out too well um, <laughs> he's yeah if a he fence. learns the lesson that way. <laughs> they yeah so he in in i guess it's really the prince right because the king is still on the throne
3: yeah yeah it, it, it's prince durin yeah yeah for the time but he's the one that's basically helped like he bets people kind of like how elrond was doing right for the king of the elves a little bit
1: so you know he's given offense there's this i don't know what you call it um rock-busting face-off challenge Uh, (laughs) i
3: forget what the the challenge was called but it was great
1: yeah yeah and and so of course you know alron loses uh but he and or he
2: concedes i don't know if he uh, if he could have probably kept going but i think he would have like i would never want to take the chance of like embarrassing yeah prince because that's not gonna help his case either
1: right i think he kind of i think he kind of gave up there. I think yeah. it was, I think he kind of just like, eh, uh, this ain't worth it. I put on a decent show. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and, you know, like you said, embarrass this guy. So there's this big kind of, uh, you know, conversation where obviously Duran is very angry. And, you know, turns out, hey, you missed my wedding and the birth of my kids. ha <laughs> You know, I know you elves have a long life, but, you know, maybe you could stop by once in a while and say, hey, how's your life going? What's been happening with you? Um, you know, maybe more than once every 10 or 20 years. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was
3: actually like a really well done and subtle way of
1: <clears throat>
3: really showing how much older elves can get compared to every other race in the country. Like...
2: Twenty years is nothing for them.
3: Yeah, right. like even with dwarves, and dwarves live a long time, and like it still puts them to shame on how long elves can live.
1: It, it's, it's a like, chunk of life. It's like ten hours or ten years for an elf is like I don't know thirty minutes for you and me. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> know, yeah. like immortal, they're they're right? And they just they don't value time like we do. Or even like the elves, yeah, who can get so old, but they elves are uh, not the elves. The dwarves, dwarves can get old, but they don't get thousands of of years old. Yeah, like um,
3: maybe centuries old.
1: Right. So, um, so then you know they kind of patch things up. Uh, his wife is hilarious. I love her. I
2: love her so she much. She is
1: wonderful. She um, was
2: great. And the kids with the helmets, just <laughs> <She's> so <laughs> that was cute.
3: Hilarious.
2: Yeah. And oh, one thing too, like like the Dwarven aesthetics has never been like something I liked very much. I didn't care for it. I was very much into Elven aesthetics, but Casa Doom is so beautiful.
3: Well, it, it like, hasn't helped that everything we've seen, movie or anything, has been after a lot of the fall of dwarves
1: yeah mm-hmm.
3: like in the original trilogy and in the hobbits we're not seeing dwarves at the height of their power
1: and this is it i Civilization. mean this
3: yeah. yeah like and it's really cool to see what they were what they were prosperous
1: well, it, it's amazing yeah. too because you know we like you said we see we literally see that city in the fellowship of the ring
2: yep that's Moria.
1: That's Moria in Fellowship of the Ring. Moria is, well, we know what it looks like. If you've seen Fellowship of the Ring, you know what it looks like. It's broken down, it's dank, it's dark, it's infested with goblins, it's it's um it's fallen into complete disrepair. I mean, you know, you think and and I don't know I mean, I read The Fellowship of the Ring a long time ago, and I don't know the timeline because in the movie you never really get a sense of exactly when the king was killed. And if basically, everybody was killed. On um, the
2: ball rug was found.
1: Right. Like, was that a year ago? 10 years ago? You know, who knows? I mean, Gimli thinks that everyone's there and alive and they're going to be like, and the halls are going to you know. So, I mean, I don't, again, I don't know how old Gimli is, but at least in Gimli's mind, Right, it can't have been that long, yeah. Because it was
3: definitely a while. Because look at from the Hobbit to the original trilogy, right? Like they made it a point of mentioning like, Bilbo Baggins lived significantly longer than he should have right. because of the ring, right? And and so it's very much a. Uh, the same with Gollum. Like he had that ring for so long, it probably was decades.
1: Yeah. Know? Well, anyway, I mean the, the 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 contrast between what we see in Fellowship and what we see here is obviously night and day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is that the hall is is towering. It's filled with light. It's beautiful. There's singing going on. Uh, it's just it's gorgeous it like you said sarah you you're so used to in like in the in the lord of the rings trilogy you're so used to seeing the beauty of the elves mm-hmm. and it's just wow it's so gorgeous and then you see this and you're like oh, okay yeah all right you know i understand now right it's not it's like, like wow like the elves mm-hmm. were able to create amazing beauty too
2: yeah, like the, the, the mine, and it's all its prime. It's just, it's so vast. It's It takes your breath away.
3: Well, that's one of the things, like a lot of people uh, tend to forget is the elves were great when it comes to very uh, intricate and delicate features, especially in architecture. Dwarves generally built a lot of stuff to last, and a lot mm-hmm. of, but it still was very much well done like they were very good when it came to like stone working and metal smithing so like even though they may not have made it look as elegant as elvish stuff it's still like inlaid with different metals and stones and they loved having like they were just experts at all of that. It and was so still opulent. It off. Yeah, it was very opulent because they still showed that in everything. Yeah. Like any like any game, any book, any show or movie that has dwarves at height, it it doesn't do them justice unless yeah. it shows how ornate their halls can be.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very, very pretty. So um yeah, so we get all that and we get introduced to his wife and the kids and it's it's just hilarious and she's very warm and she clearly knows how much, you know, Doran has missed his friend and, and you know, it takes a little bit of time at the, at the table, but eventually you feel like things get patched up between the two and it allows Elrond yeah. to make his case, you know, kind of make his speech to, to Doran and, you know to get what they need to kind of, Hey, this is the plan. This is what we're planning. This is our, you know, offer of what we're trying to get done. You know, we yep. want to build this forge. And she does what
3: a good wife does. She tells him to quit and get over himself and listen to his
2: friend.
1: Basically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause yes.
3: she knows that if he doesn't, he's going to regret it. Right.
2: Yeah. And then she's going to have to listen to that for him. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. She did it. Yeah. She was great. I loved her character. <laughs>
1: so um so then we get over to uh back to the harfoots and this these opening scenes with this man who's fallen from the sky are just amazing the special effects outstanding uh is he good is he bad still don't know (laughs) don't know um he kills fireflies um
2: it doesn't seem to intend to no, like he seems like
1: it's a product of just
3: his well that's the thing with uh wizards and the lore that they are they're every time they come to middle earth in that form they usually don't come with who like who they were beforehand
2: mm-hmm. and i guess we should
3: get a little bit the of trilogy because when gandalf comes back as Gandalf the White, he doesn't really remember much of when he was Gandalf the Grey.
2: Yeah. I guess that's a good thing to talk about, too, when we're talking about whether we're predicting if he is a wizard or not. I guess this isn't even more spoiler territory about predictions. Who knows if these are right? (laughs) But a lot of people think this is either going to be Gandalf or this is going to be Sauron, and I'm on the side of it's either Gandalf or Radagast or one of the blue wizards, But I'm also—I don't think he's the only one. (laughs) Oh
3: God, no! He can't be the only one. Because I personally think it's Gandalf. Everything just lines up too damn well for how Gandalf was in the original trilogy.
1: Yeah. The love
3: of the hobbits and how much he cares for them and how well he is like, yeah, or like honestly, he's—they're his first friends in this. Like they make it a point of mentioning that. And so I think it's really going to be Gandalf. I hope it is. I hope they don't pull one over on me. Cause I think that's going to be sadder than other
2: potential reveals and potential deaths that may come down the road. But I think that you know, when they showed the meteor coming down, they showed five different shots and five different, places we're looking at this meteor you had the Ents, you had Nori, yeah. you had um, the Elven King, I think there were five meteors, I don't think it was just one,
0: mm-hmm. I think
2: we have five wizards coming down and I think it's yeah. going to be Gandalf, Radigas Sar- Saruman, and two blue wizards
3: I, I agree with that I think that's the case as That's, well. very, that's very, like, it, just, it makes yeah. sense to have it that way
1: yep um we'll well, we'll see what it ends up being, um, but you know, there's some really great scenes there early on uh, with like the dialogue between Nori and Poppy. Poppy, of course, doesn't want her to do anything, like get out of. She's there. the
2: common sense
3: yeah. of
1: Nori. Nori is the She's one, the the one trying to be like.
3: Listen, there's literally fire there. Don't <laughs> touch it.
1: He killed the firefly. <laughs> the
3: the magic and the effects they did around him, though. When the, with, with the landing, it, God, that, I still—I don't know why, but it, it just—it still sticks with I me mean, how well they did with that, with like the flames kind of dropped, being sucked in and then
2: released again. Oh, and I think they're like with the meteor too, like to make it look like the Eye of Sauron. Yeah. They're deceiving us. I fully—they're they're making it.
3: They know what they're doing. They know they're yeah. going
2: to get everybody with theories. They're trying to MCU
3: this. And get, make everybody have these totally. things.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, you, you're probably right. Um, but we get a lot of really great scenes with those two, and you know Nori trying to connect with this this man, Meteor Man. Um, so like for me, uh, oh, and then the end of the episode, I thought was was where uh, Nori's father, because of something that Meteor Man does. Um he actually breaks her father's His foot.
2: But
3: we have to see it here. It. Yeah. Oh god, that was that was like they were building it up too. Like they were like something's gonna happen, and then when it happens, it's like
1: <sighs> could <I'm>... you not? <laughs>
2: oh yeah. the snaps the worst.
1: <laughs> so the first two episodes, like I said, for me I think the second episode was Uh, a bit faster paced now that we've got our kind of introduction in episode one um i think the 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 show moves a little quicker and i think i think episode two was frankly perfect in my opinion um i thought it was excellent episode three um we have galadriel and um Halibrand, oh. yeah, getting picked up by some men. Turns out they come from, I can't remember the name of it. Um, Numenor. Numenor. Um, and they hate elves, apparently, some reason. Don't know why. Don't um, know the full story the full yet, but I'm sure we're going to get it. Oh, yeah. I do.
2: But that is a beautiful city. Beautiful, My God. Yep.
1: this the, the special effects outstanding, as usual. Um, oh. Just fantastic oh. stuff. Love it. Uh, and
3: the people should know of at least one name in this that's or in the city.
1: Isildur. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here we uh, go. popped up, I
3: was like, wh- at first I was like, wait a minute, hold on, I'm having a brain fart moment. I'm like that name sounds really familiar. Wait a minute, hold on. I had to pause but, and like look but, at my wife. I'm like, but does that? Why is that
2: name? sound But funny? also but, his father. Yeah, but who yes. is going to be king because? Right. In the Lord of the Rings, like Sildor, son of the king, took up his father's sword. Right,
1: but so. does that line up? I mean, think uh, about it, right I think about this for a second. Well, okay, that's
3: because Ectildor is also isn't he either is his father or uncle to Aragorn, and they're all half that's elf. his great great grandfather. Right, I, yeah. So okay. like, they all have elvish blood in them.
1: Okay, I understand that, and but... I
3: think that's why they live longer.
1: Right. So they live longer because they they have numenorian blood, which means cuz I was thinking about that. I'm like wait a second. Hold on a second. Okay. The rings haven't even been made yet. The rings then have to be, be given to the elves and the dwarves and you know men, etcetera, etcetera. Cetera, et soren has to have the one ring and you know then it all kind of goes down and how long is it going to take? And wait, how old is a silver going to be versus his father? And I'm like wait, okay, but that makes more sense now that you mentioned that with the, the blood that makes them live a lot longer.
2: Yeah. Well, um, we also got to remember this is compressed timeline. This yeah. is not accurate to the books. Right. I know.
1: The token purists them, but, are yeah. definitely having uh, a field day, field day with, with all this. Um, <laughs> in some
3: aspects, yeah. They...
1: So, uh, so we get them in this city, and we've got Halbrand doing his, I don't know. I mean, if I'm being completely honest here, I want to call it Aragorn Light. Kinda. <laughs> well, I think kind he's supposed of, yeah. to
3: be the—he's supposed to be the first Strider, right? Like the first of these Rangers that are like having that title passed down. to Right. Where I, where I get it.
1: I concerned. get it. I get it. It just—I don't know. It—he's it, I, I hopefully, and I'm sure he'll—he'll he'll differentiate himself with enough time here, where he can kind of put some layers on the character. Oh, but I just—the way he's insane. like, you know, oh, you're—you're you're actually a uh, king and you know so is he going to be like the reluctant king again you know kind of figure like aragorn was and i'm Mm -hmm. hoping that they do do that i'm just hoping that they find ways to add some serious wrinkles into this so it doesn't feel like we're just doing kind of a retread i think
3: they will because there's a running theory with him
1: okay okay um don't want to know yet we'll we'll, we'll wait on that for a second (laughs) um so then we got galadriel who's like I am an elf, and you will. You're not going to tell me what to do. You're going to give me you're a ship. You are going
2: to give me a ship, and I'm going to leave.
1: <laughs> yep. And they're like, in chains, you be gone. You know, like, okay. Like, on one hand, don't get me wrong. I understand. Galadriel is, is like, what, third in line for the throne right now. She's oh, commander of the armies of the elves, et cetera, et cetera. I understand. She's definitely thinks highly of herself. Um, Put it that way, yeah, in
2: her world, there is um, a level of respect that must be given to her, so I can understand that would be what she
1: is accustomed to, right? But she's in a place that's like, we don't need we don't respect, like we don't need any of your whatever elf. Um, I, I just feel like one of the things I feel like this, this, I mean, and I have no problem with your character because I feel like one of the things we're going to see from here to the end of the final season, if this goes five seasons like it's planned. Is we're going to see a gradual change from this kind of very angry young, you know, elf princess just hellbent on revenge to somebody who's much, much closer to Kate Blanchett in, you know, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. You know, the, the kind of serene. Yeah, she's very yes, wild
2: and yes. fighter and eventually Mm -hmm. she'll have that calm elegance about her
1: right um so i have no problem with that i'm just saying might want to learn it just 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 a shred of diplomacy just saying um teeny bit teeny bit uh and halbrand you know he i do i do like his antics i i I like when he steals that that uh, guild pin off of that guy and thinks he gets away with it and then he just Beats the tar out of him anyway.
2: Beats the living um, crap out of him. Yeah,
1: you know, and then he gets arrested because you know five guys try to beat him up and five on one, and he just didn't allow that to happen. So, <laughs> um, and then we get Gladriel who finds this this apparently the king who was ousted from the throne was like, mm, I love elves, and you know, kind of saves this this I don't know library on the island uh, from mm-hmm. being destroyed and burned up. And that's where they find, well, they find a few things, but one of them being the black speech and, you know, more almost what proof it's, that, uh, the Sauron, symbol of Sauron is, yeah, is indeed, you know, building his forces. He's back more proof for, for gradual confirmation really. Um, and then she finds that Talbrand is, in fact, Gasp, a, a, a king. A king in <laughs> exile. A king who doesn't want the throne. Who knows? Uh, we'll have to wait and see.
2: Well, you know it's not going to end well for him because that whole area, like, we saw Mount Doom in the background. We know that's going to be Mordor eventually.
1: Yeah, I understand. <laughs> who knows just, when? <laughs> just, you know, I'm thinking he's going to... Well, well... We'll see. We'll, we'll think about that that theory that uh Jacob has.
2: And I'm I'm curious what you guys think at the very end of episode three, uh when we have um oh goodness, what's his name? Uh Aaron Deere, uh he has been captured the orcs have him. Oh. And um who do we think is coming um to see them? What is Adar, I think the name was
1: uh, Adar. Do we yeah, think that, that's Sauron? Sauron. That's Sauron because yeah. then the in the elf elf speech Adar uh, was was father.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: so
3: we
2: do think this is Sauron.
1: I think it's Sauron. It,
2: it's pretty
3: well believed that yeah, he's Sauron. But like this one, I don't think they're hiding.
2: Yeah, that would be so cool.
1: Yep. <laughs> so uh, I will say this: I do have some issues with Episode Three. Let's hear. Him. Well. Okay, and this is just an this is just a bit of a quibble here. So we we see some of Arendir's fellow elves in the first and second episode. Right? Especially when we get introduced to them in the first episode. And then they just happen to be at this camp. They get captured somehow. But we have mm-hmm. no idea how. Not like, yeah, you know, we were walking along, we were heading back to wherever they were walking to wherever they were stationed I don't know and we got ambushed you know like you would think at some point they'd be like hey how'd you get here well you never you never guess but this is this is what happened we were walking along and these just goblins just grabbed us from underneath the ground and just ripped us down into this chamber and dragged us here it's like nobody actually says anything they just we just accept that they just there. accept that they're there apparently so that's just a little quibble I don't need a giant bit of exposition but a few lines just to indicate how how did you get here or you know how long have you been here something I don't know so that's that's oh, that, just one thing that um, warg was brutal <laughs> like as god. cute as it is man
2: you just see him just go to town on their intestines <laughs> just like oh my god well,
3: you have to remember one thing as well. Orcs were made from elves. What if they've been there long enough to where they're starting not to remember? Hmm. Like, they're they're, they're clearly giving them some kind of weird liquid drink thing uh, that did not look like water.
1: Right. Mm. So
3: right. maybe, and this is one thing I was thinking with telling my wife. I'm like, what if, <clears throat> like, the ones that don't get killed off as an example are, after they're done with what they need them to do, plan to be turned into.
2: Yeah, it's so possibility. I think
3: they might be like getting them ready for it.
1: Hmm. Okay, that makes especially the...
3: if a door is that involved. Yeah. Like...
2: Fourth episode's gonna Sauron, be great.
3: <laughs> if he has Sauron, he has magic, and he has ways of making more orcs, so...
1: Mm-hmm. He that's, might that's,
3: have made this concoction to help with that.
1: That might be it's possible. Yeah, she may be right there. Um, I don't think... It,
3: it may not be. It may I may turn out to be blowing a bunch of smoke up your ass, but...
1: <laughs> uh, I don't
3: know. It's just... A, there's some it doesn't make sense for them to just not do anything with them when clearly are created at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Always made from elves.
1: Yeah. And this could be it that maybe that liquid isn't just, uh, to make them forget. Maybe the liquid is something that's slowly transforming them into. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I like that. That's a good idea. A good theory. Um, I I guess I don't know. I just feel like in terms of like the first three episodes, I just feel like this one was a little shakier, a little wobblier overall. Um, I don't know. I I guess I I can't maybe, maybe quite kind of pinpoint exactly. I still think the Hardfoots are the best storyline so far right now. God yeah. man, I I don't know. I just I feel like maybe. I think they're going to be the best one until
3: like I think another episode or two. Yeah. I think Aaron Deer might get up there that storyline because like with Adar and everything going on. And then yeah. I I I forgot about uh, this is one I I'm, I we haven't mentioned, but I'm curious about oh. um, Bronwyn's son. Oh yeah, right. oh. yeah, but he Yeah, has, yeah that found that sword, the right. Morgul blade.
2: Yeah.
1: Why was that blade there Exactly. that's the blade they're looking yeah. for I think, that, I think there's that's what, lots yeah. of
2: like theories that he might grow up to be the witch king
1: that's yeah that's i mean that that makes sense, given what we've seen already um, that be,
2: I don't know if that's i don't I can't see the I don't know <laughs>
3: know I think he is not gonna be as important as that, but I do think like he's gonna be. I think he's going to be the transporter of that sword to somebody else who might yeah. become that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of what I feel too. But because we'll like, see. he um,
3: seems like he understands that is not something he should be messing with.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially because like, it didn't start to bleed <laughs> because he was holding it. Yeah. Or his blood started to creep up into it. Like... Yes, yeah, so that was it. It was like absorbing the, his blood. <laughs> Like, that's not great that's not a great sign yeah
1: <laughs> you know it's not a good sign at all <laughs> um
3: <laughs> i've I played D D long enough to know that when a weapon starts sucking up blood
1: absorbing you get, your
2: energy <laughs> especially yours yeah you, you
3: get rid of that
2: weapon. yep <laughs> That gets hucked down a big cavern
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so then the Harfoots uh Nori's doing her best to help. Um there's a apparently constellations in the sky that 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 she has seen in Sardok's book, right? That he has in his tent. And these that constellations yeah. there's something that, that this man, this meteor man, needs. Uh so she kind of takes upon herself to kind of go in and find it. And then there's this hilarious scene where of course. Sardok is coming to get the book, and so she hides under the table, and then Poppy, you know, coming to find her, finds Sardok there. And while Sardok's turn facing Poppy, you have Nori who's like sticking her hand up, trying to like grab, and Poppy's like in the back, in the back, and to the left, and you know, <laughs> like, and he's like Sardok's all confused, isn't know what she's doing, what she's saying, or why. You know, it's just this funny bit of just old school comedy. You know, just nice, funny, yeah. kind of slapsticky just goofiness that I love, especially when it comes to the to the Hobbit stuff. Um and then <laughs> there's this dark side to the Harfoots. Yep. There's a the dark side. So one of the things I thought was interesting. Is that the first three up? The first two episodes, you get this thing where the Harfoots are just always like, you know, we gotta stick together, and there's I can't remember the line that they say. There's a line.
2: I can't remember
1: either. It's it, but it basically is you know the line's pretty much just about like
2: no one left behind kind of yeah,
1: no one left behind something something no one left behind you know except
2: we leave a lot of people
1: (laughs) no one left behind nobody forgotten or something like that anyway. And you're like, "Okay, you know, gotcha, you know, we don't leave people alive, nobody gets forgotten, whatever, and then you realize that in fact, uh yeah, the hardfoots are all about being together, and there's this this kind of i mean there's a lot of feelings there, there's a lot of love in the community, but there's also a very strict way they do things. And mm-hmm. you know what? We love up, you, you, but if you fall up. behind, sorry. We'll speak your name. We'll we'll say your name at the whenever they do this thing where they kind of talk about the people that didn't make it. But sucks to be you. Sorry. See ya. I mean, it's kind of like that. I mean, they're they're very, I mean, I understand. It's it's uh. They've survived as long as they have by in I guess doing this not. It hurts them, I'm sure.
3: Yeah, it shows, like, the evolution into what the Hobbits have as well Mm because they have that strict set of code like, you don't leave. No one goes on adventures. No one goes out of the Shire. Right. Kind of deal. So it, it kind of, like, leads itself to show, like, yeah, this is definitely that.
1: Right, And I think, you know, when you're at the Shire, it's fine, I guess. You can make that argument because you're settled. Um. But I think in this case, it's being very brutal Mm -hmm. in the fact that, you know, hey, you've got a broken foot or a broken ankle or whatever. We're putting you in the back and, you know, we hope... Well, he wasn't
3: going to be put in the back.
1: Right, right. Except for the
3: fact that Nori screwed up. Because he even said, like, the plan is I'll be in the front and they will help.
1: Right. And and I understand that. And, yes, I mean, so Nori, you know, Nori... Yeah, the man, the meteor man, ends up coming out, and you know, he finds this this you know she you know she has this constellation thing, these papers, and then he ends up getting one on fire, and then of course he's freaking out, and you know, he basically reveals himself to them, and they're freaking out, and he's freaking out, and he speaks Nori's name, which everyone looks at her like, ha, ha, yeah, of course it'd be you, and. <laughs> You know, it, it it's it's a great scene. I thought it was funny, but then also kind of heartfelt. But the fact is, is that yes, normally he would be in the front, all right. And I think it's in part because he's kind of high esteemed within the community, Uh the Harfoots and or not the Harfoots, the um Brandywine or no, Brandy their foot. family name yeah. is
2: yeah, you know, long lasting and in the community.
1: Right, and I I think that's why he gets some kind of preferential treatment here. I also think it's why Nori isn't kicked out. Yeah. Okay, so there is, to be fair, a little wiggle room there. I think Sardox doesn't want this to happen. That said, there are limits, right? He has to run kind of a tight ship because I think, you know, I don't know who's picked as leader and how they do that or if people can challenge it, et cetera, et cetera, but you know, he can't be too lenient or, you know, people are going to expect that for everything. I, I do think, though, however, at the end of the day, they're pretty brutal in the way they do this thing, oh, yeah. right? It's mm-hmm. just, if you don't make it, sorry, we're not turning back turning back for you. If you just happen to get picked off by a few wolves because you're the last one at the back, well, we'll speak your name and we'll say how wonderful <laughs> you were. But, uh, you know... We're moving on. And yep. so that's interesting. I thought that was interesting. It was there's a bit of darkness there. There's a flip side to that, to that whole thing about being together and and you know, family and yeah. and all that stuff. It's that uh we've survived this long because we've done it this way always. And if you don't sorry. Exactly. So yeah, I like that. I thought that was an interesting wrinkle there to the hardfoots. In their philosophy, um, so I don't know. I I like the third episode. I just thought it was a little wobblier. I don't know if it was it wasn't the Harfoot stuff for me. Um, I, I guess for me it was. You know, there's just some that with the glad Gladrol and Halbrand that I don't know.
3: I get you worried the hell brand being like Aragorn 2.0 or light, you know what I mean? Right. Like, that's definitely a worry, but I think the plan is, with him <laughs> is there. Okay. And I think we're going to see the differences arise sooner rather than later.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: I, at least I have that feeling with him. Cause like at least in comparison to Aragorn, Aragorn from the get-go kind of seemed like he was very altruistic. Helberg Th- definitely does not seem fully altruistic. He definitely seems
2: like he's got something He's, he's altruistic down. if it benefits himself.
3: Yeah, he's definitely more of that guy that seems like I'll help, but I'm I think it's going to benefit me to help you.
1: I I think I think maybe here I'll rephrase it. It's Aragorn's scoundrel younger brother.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's fair. Okay, he's a
2: teenage dirtbag version of him. Right. He's right. Diet Aragorn. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. With a really with a really bad aftertaste. A little aftertaste. Bit more salty. Oh. So I don't know. Um...
3: Sodium joke that no one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway, it, I think that, that the third episode was good, but I was just like a little less impressed by that one than I think I was the first two. Um, I'm
2: curious to see how
3: the next episode goes, though.
2: Yeah. Um, yep, i to looking forward to.
1: All right, um, so let's uh, wrap up our, our final thoughts here because uh, I think we can all agree what we're going to do is we'll do a full review um or at least review episodes you know four through eight uh we'll do a second installment of this uh review of the first season so yeah we'll do that uh here once the season's over uh i guess my final thoughts right now are that this is an exceptionally well shot beautiful show with good acting and there hasn't been a whole lot of negative for me, frankly. Um, Maybe you don't give grades and stuff really anymore, but you know, if I were to, I mean, I I would give this at least I'd say a, a nine right now out of 10. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's, it's, you know, maybe not a 10, but it's really, really high up there at the moment. And you know, that can certainly change for me come the end of the season going up or down. Um, we'll have to see how the next five episodes go, but it's uh, it's really up there for me. And I know there's a lot of complaints about people, you know, Tolkien purists and other people online.
3: We don't talk about the other people. Can- right.
1: Well, here's the thing. And look, I understand. Look, if you are a pure, like, Tolkien purist and this just isn't your bag fine it's fine it, you don't have to love it it you can go back and read the books to your heart's content or you know if you like lord of the rings the people
3: that are enjoying this enjoy it
1: right yeah but i would say to them there have been a lot of shows a lot of movies that have been adapted that aren't perfect adaptations because adapting to a different medium often and necessitates changes being made right yeah it's just it's just the part of the game sorry (laughs) yeah look as great as game of thrones is the show uh they left a ridiculous amount on the cutting room floor in terms of just adaptation because they didn't have a choice they they couldn't adapt everything i mean there's there's thousands upon thousands of characters in game of thrones universe so if you're looking for a pure perfect adaptation You're never going to get it. I don't care what series or whatever. It's just not going to happen, Um, especially if it's a long one. um, Or in this case, kind of going back thousands of years and adapting material that a lot of people don't even know. Uh, So while I I understand that they want to include everything or they want the timeline to sync up, et cetera, et cetera, I would say that they really just need to be happy that – any company, and Amazon being probably, yeah, the only one that could afford to drop a billion dollars. Yeah. So while I I... understand, be thankful that you're getting an adaptation this lush and beautiful because I guarantee you nobody else is getting
3: this. studio would be able to do it.
1: Yeah, nobody. Even HBO would not no. be able to do HBO this HBO couldn't do it. Netflix couldn't do it. I mean, Netflix would be the only other one who could maybe do this. And that would necessitate them to not basically make anything else for about 6 months.
3: Yeah. Not just that, but you wouldn't get anything past season 3.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz Netflix cancels it after, you know, season yeah. 3 unless you're you know, like Stranger Things. Stranger Things or Ozark. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I just think this is an amazing, you know, show so far. I really enjoy it. I think it's it's very much in the spirit of Tolkien, in my personal opinion, and it may not be perfect. Uh, who knows, but more money and care and time, I think has been put into this than a lot of shows may ever get. And despite what any deficiencies people might say, um, I, I will be really impressed if I see a show that looks this good in the next five years. Yeah, personally. And that's (laughs) saying something because I think House of the Dragon looks quite excellent. But um, this here is just, I think, frankly, on a different level. So Sarah, what are your final thoughts?
2: No, I think we can all agree on what you've said. It's, we're very lucky to have what we are having and that it is of the quality that it is. It's beautiful. The actors, they're all very much new and you know, just coming in to their... What's gonna, They're going to be really famous after this, but I love that it's all new characters, all new actors that we don't know. It makes it just a little more easy to... Be enveloped into the world where you don't know the characters or know the people playing the characters. It's a whole fresh slate, and I really like that. And yeah, the story is great. Everyone's cinematography is incredible. <laughs> like compared to anything else, it's man, it is top tier. Uh, but yeah, I really can't wait to watch the next episode tomorrow. <laughs> uh,
1: Jacob, what are your thoughts? Yeah.
3: Uh, agreed. I'm invested in so many characters, and this feels like a true fantasy Yes. show, product, that we haven't gotten since Lord of the Rings, the trilogy. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
3: nothing, no offense to Game of Thrones, I wouldn't consider it a true fantasy, per se, but this... This feels like how the original trilogy felt for me. This has a lot of potential, a lot of greatness in it. And I cannot wait to see where the rest of the season goes.
1: Amen. All right. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening to us uh, talk about the Rings of Power. And if you'd like to send in feedback, you can send it to freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com and let us know what you think about the rings of power thus far through three episodes um do you agree with us do you disagree with us well, let us know and we'll talk about it in our follow-up episodes and uh yeah thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time have
0: a good one Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks podcast. Be sure to visit freakinggeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at patreon.com slash freakinggeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanage. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks.